Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rooted in Grace podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Grant. And tonight, well, for tonight's episode, I do have a guest to help me speak on this wonderful topic. There's such um, this much needed topic for everyone. And I have Chris Magaka. He is a Christian community event planner in the Atlanta area. And I'll let Chris um, present himself and let us know everything about him before we, you know, go on to the topic. Yes, uh, this is an honor and pleasure uh, to be on the Rooted in Grace podcast. My name is Chris Magaka. Uh, I'm currently working here in the Atlanta area. Uh, besides work, um, I have a ministry uh, basically called Magaka Events that is centered on youth and young adults together coming in the union of God and Christ uh, and just through the usage of events. So um, it's a pleasure, you know, Ashley, you know, invited me to be on this um, podcast to discuss about less striving, more resting in God. So that's a little bit about me. Okay. Thank you, Chris. So, so Chris, I uh, talked to you on the phone the other day because I needed some advice. So guys, if you did not know, Chris, he is younger than me. However, he is so spiritually mature. Um, I will name him as one of the youngest spiritual advisors I might have. So we were just talking uh, about topics. Well, he was motivating me getting back into the game, um, me being consistent, fasting, just giving me wonderful sound advice. So I just decided, you know, to ask him, can he come on to the podcast just to share his wisdom? Um, because I do believe he also has the gift of wisdom as well. And one thing, one of the topics that stood out to you that was on my list was less striving and more resting in God. Now, Chris, you know, yes. we're in the same age bracket, same generation. Um, and you know that in this generation, we find our worth. Our, I'm not, not going to say we because everyone doesn't struggle with it. But most of us struggle with finding our worth and just doing, 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 where we just kind of forget about resting. And I know when I'm not doing anything at all, especially as a teacher that's on summer break, and sometimes I have my days, I'm not doing anything Sometimes it makes me feel anxious. It makes me wonder, okay, I'm not doing enough. And I want us as um, believers to not find our worth in resting, but also know that God loves us and also that we can trust God because I feel like us not being able to rest or not being able to prioritize that, it shows our lack of trust in God. That's just me, but you want to share your insights on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's true, actually, that we're living in a generation where especially society is pressuring us to, you know, want us to achieve certain things and certain milestones at a certain time frame. And especially with the development of social media, it's really putting a lot of young people to think that um, they have to be at a certain level. And especially in the, in the Christian realm, you know, uh, it's not even just regards to like secular activities and, 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 and things of that nature, but even as Christians, sometimes you know, we're not seen as if we don't feel like we're effective Christians or true followers of God if we're not doing something in terms of like ministry or serving God. You know, we 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 tend to put a lot of our self-worth. Excuse me, actually, let me silence this right quick. You're fine. So we, we tend to put a lot of our self-worth in, yeah, like you said, like activity and serving God in that nature. And 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 that's something that um unfortunately is a lot of people are not really resting in their relationship with God. You know, they're not finding their peace, that, that the peace that comes from God, because they feel that the only way they can get some type of peace or joy or happiness, the things that only Christ can give us, which we can't buy ourselves, which is God's grace. Um, we, we think that it has to be earned because we, we take this mindset from the world 
of achievement, performance-based. You know, the only way you can achieve something is you have to work at it. And we take it to our spiritual life. And we wonder why we don't have no, uh, we're, we're, we're spiritually tired. We find ourselves uh, in a lot of different problems. We find ourselves not satisfied, even though we're doing great things for God. We're still not satisfied spiritually. So it's, it's, it's this ongoing trend, but um, God has specified in his word and a lot of scriptures about truly resting in him. And there's only, you can only find rest in him without you doing anything. And I'm not, I'm not saying that um, God doesn't want us to work for the kingdom and work for him. It's true. But us working for the kingdom is a byproduct of us resting in God, you know, because we're so much filled with his joy and his presence that we just want to serve him out of love and abundance because we're we're truly in his, in his will. We know that he's done everything on the cross for us. Now we can just labor and joy through that. But we're not laboring for him to acknowledge us, to accept us. So, yeah. And I like that you, you had said something that stood out. And I know sometimes I can take what the world, our society condition us as love. And I can transfer that to my relationship with God as well. Um, because, some, you know, most people are, well, they go off conditional love. Um, and sometimes right. God's love can be overwhelming um, because it's you know how he blesses you and he still covers you and gives you grace and mercy, even though you know that you didn't even deserve it. So it's just, right. like, it may kind of when God gives you that love, it's kind of like you reject it. And it's like, wait, something's not right. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And I think mm -hmm. that's why some of us can struggle so much when it comes to resting because we can't believe that we don't have to earn that's you know true. that we we don't earn that rest you know so i think i know i can struggle can struggle with that so like what's your opinion on that as well like have you ever struggled with that as well definitely and actually brought a lot of good points you know a lot of us we can really struggle with that mindset of unconditional love cuz we our first perception of love is based on you know us growing up in our families our homes or wherever we grew up in you know and that depiction is what helps us see um, what is God's love. Because how can you know God's love if you don't have a, you have never seen love, you know, actual tangible love. Mm -hmm. And what happens is a lot of times, you know, people maybe grow up in situations where they feel like in order in order for them to, to be loved, they have to perform. They have to get good grades. They have to clean the dishes. They have to do X, Y, and Z to get an acknowledgement, to get an approval or to, to feel it, uh, to be seen. You know, so we take that same mindset because we don't understand the, un the un what is unconditional love. And we try to take it over our own walk with God and subconsciously, even consciously. And what it does is it, it leaves us in, in the same space of unrest and unsatisfaction. And then we try to find ways to fill in that, that, that hole in our hearts. We feel like, oh, God is not enough. While others, you know, who realize the unconditional love of God are resting in God. They're finding hope, hope and joy and peace because I was that the same way. I was like, well, you know what? Let me keep serving God. Let me keep serving God. Um, you know, do this, do that, and that event here and there. And I was wondering, I was like, man, I just, even though I'm doing all of this, I still don't feel satisfied. And it just showed that, hey, it's time for me to take a step back and, you know, really reevaluate re my walk with God. Is God filling all the gaps or am I trying to fill all the gaps through my own strength? Exactly. Putting God's name in there. So, um, yeah, actually, it's it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Um, it just comes from we have to leave that worldly mindset of what love is and how to acquire that love, which we think that, hey, if I perform, if I do this, 
I'm going to get love back. And we just have to ask God to help us to see that, hey, his love is unconditional. Even if we mess up, he's coming after us. You know, we have to see that. So definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I like that when you had said we we work so much that we still don't get satisfaction. I feel like one way to succeed at resting in the Lord is from contentment. Like you have to be content with what you have because most of the times we're working. I like that so word. That's a good word. Yeah. Yes, we're working so hard for let's maybe um, affirmations from other people, for rewards, from for hand claps, or just to be noticed. Maybe even be noticed by God, you know. And sometimes we just got to be content. The fact that God um, sacrificed His Son Jesus for us and our salvation—that is just enough. The fact we woke up today, we might not have, you know, a big old mansion. But however, we have a roof over our head and we can just rest in the fact that, okay, I may not have everything that I want, but God will, mm-hmm. God's will is being done in my life. And I know he's provided for me and that's just enough. So you know what? Let me just relax because even if I don't do this today, I still know that God is going to take care of my needs and make sure I have everything for me because, you know, his plan is to prosper us, you know, not for anything to harm us or, you know, to lead us to failure. And the fact that you said that I was looking up, I was looking up the verse while you was talking. You said we work so hard that we still don't feel satisfied. And I had sent this um this verse to my um, co-host, my mom, but she's not on this episode tonight. But it's Ecclesiastes um two twenty two to twenty three, and it uh-huh. says, "What do people get? In, what I'm sorry. So what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless." And then we all go, then I go on to Psalm 127, um, verse two, and it says, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. So it lets me know, right, so it lets me know that even if we are doing all this work, we will still, we will not be satisfied until we just find that true contentment and joy in God, like, that's all we ever need. Everything else is like you said, just a byproduct, you know. So I feel like we have to keep that in the forefront of our uh, mind. Just be content with what you have. Right. All blessed, and we don't like anything in Christ at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ashley said a lot, and everything you said reminds me of the verse. I don't remember the specific verse, but it says like contentment and godliness is great gain. You know, mm-hmm. um, just something about just contentment because you you. You, 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 of course, you're, you're satisfied with what you have, but you know, naturally, as human beings, we want more. But you just trust God in a particular season with the particular resources and the particular gifts and abilities and opportunities given you, because it's it's easy as human beings who are like you know wired carnally to want more, more, more. We, we can have that mindset, and we seem like you just you just mentioned a very phenomenal verse, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter two, you know, and it talks about how Solomon Solomon was the in the beginning, was the, he was the wisest man, and he became the most richest person, and he became the most honorable. Everything was given to him, and instead of him having a sense of contentment, he just said, "You know what? I want to acquire more and more and more." But as he kept, as you can keep reading and please ask, you can see how sorrowful and how none of that stuff ever, you know, filled his the gap in his heart. Because at that time, he was withdrawing from God more and more and more, and trying to find um, more of his worth. And the things of the world, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, pride of the life, and all that kind of stuff. So it shows us, like, if Solomon, who was at the top of what anyone, anyone we none of us will ever reach, <laughs> you know, if he was at the top and still said every everything is meaningless, everything is meaningless, everything is vanity, 
that shows us that the only source of peace and hope, joy and everything that we seek for is in God. And like you said, in contentment, you know, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with have a healthy ambition uh, for more opportunities, more of your gifts being reached. But it, that motive should be clean and pure and should be sat in, in a position, you know what, Lord, even if I don't obtain, I know that as long as I'm resting in you, I'm, 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 I'm trusting, as long as I'm trusting in you, I know that I'm good, you know, so I, th those are some, some phenomenal things you mentioned, uh, Ecclesiastes and, and Psalms and talked about contentment because this right here is the recipe for any Christian to, to find themselves hopeful in their season, you know, so yeah. Wow, that's phenomenal. For sure. And yeah, and also just comes with surrendering, also with contentment, uh, also yeah. comes with surrendering. Um, because I sometimes I can't have like those control issues sometimes. I feel like, okay, <laughs> you know how God sees something to you or if something's not going in the way that I planned it, then I feel like God needs my help. <laughs> and you know, that's that causes more anxiety and strife and everything into your personal life. But when I learn how to just surrender, I feel like everything just gets done. Like when I just learn how to just rest and, you know, just go with the flow, I feel like God takes care, care, uh, care of it all. So I think, you know, also resting in God comes with really just surrendering as well. So that's just mm. my personal take. But when it comes to um, society today, I won't just say our generation because I feel everyone struggles with it. This this is not anything. Mm -hmm. But what do you think it solely comes from? Like, I know social media can also be a main factor because you constantly seeing someone, you constantly basically kind of compare yourself to someone else's highlight. Um, yeah. So if you want to work like, okay, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. So from your opinion and your insight, what do you think the root is coming from? Because I feel like we are in a hustle culture. Right. Um, that's a good question. And I, I think, honestly, the root is that, you know, God, and today God has given all of us three inner needs that we naturally are wired to, like, fulfill. Mm -hmm. You know, it's love. The three, the, the three inner needs God has put in each one of us that every day our motives, our actions, our thoughts are geared to have these needs satisfied is love. We all want to be unconditionally loved. Every single person out there, I don't care if, if they say they, they don't, deep down they want to be a love. Number two is they want to find um, security in terms of who they are, a sense of belonging, a sense of acceptance from people you know or acceptance of like this is who i am and and and, and people accept me for him and number three is significance we want to feel that our life matters our life has value so all these three inner needs that god has put inside of us which are natural that comes from god every day our actions are being propelled to do that so really social media and all these different things are just catalysts to just you know un unfortunately kind of just falsely make us pursue those things uh, they're healthy inner needs, but unfortunately, we seek them in illegitimate uh, and unhealthy ways. You know, for instance, we see people getting, you know, um, um, in, in, in nice, beautiful relationships on social media. We want that. We want to have that need, you know, which or desire to be fulfilled. And now we're like, okay, Lord, like, you know, I, I'm gonna find a, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go out there and try to do it. Like you said, I'm gonna try to do it myself. I'm gonna do it with, with, with I'm, gonna, I'm gonna help God out. 
you know, or significance. We just want to feel important. So that's why you see all these people they're, they're maybe they're, they're, they're buying followers or they're doing all kinds of crazy things to get attention because deep down they just want to have that attention, you know? So I think the reason why is social media is just a catalyst. It's just something, honestly, even before social media, people were still doing the same thing. You know, they were going out there trying to make lots and lots of money. Um, they were going out there trying to, you know, um, find fulfillment or satisfaction through um, uh, through sex, um, through drugs, uh, through gambling, through entertainment. You know, so I think this drive that for us to want more, more, more just comes from an unhealthy um, attempt to fulfill these God-given needs um, without the help of, uh, without God filling those needs for us. And, and like you said, find that rest and that contentment and realizing that with God, we're okay. We don't have to get the the the, the, the latest car. We don't have to um, get rid, get get out of this relation that, you know, it's, it's, it's okay and think that the, the grass is green on the other side. This work in Christ, you know? So basically to my point is the reason why as social media is a catalyst to why many young people are doing, but it's not the main thing. It's just as young people, we have, we want to have our needs fulfilled. And social media just kind of shows us like, hey, people out there are getting their needs filled, which in reality, a lot of times they're not. It's just, like you said, it's just the, um, the highlight of their, their their life. Now they're like, okay, if people are doing that, I, I, I need to step it up. I, it's just like the devil's just trying to push them like, hey, go, go this direction, go this direction, go, go, go. And to find out, like, you, you know, even if you get more and more and more, even if you got what you would, you wanted, uh, it, it still doesn't satisfy. And you can see it because the reason why, you know, it doesn't satisfy them is because they're still trying to get more. You know, I, you know, guys, they get that, 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 that beautiful woman, everything like that. And then so you hear three, four months later, he, he cheated. He, he, and, he, and, and then it's this whole cycle because he's trying to fulfill that need in illegitimate ways, which only God can come fulfill. But like, wow, you know. <laughs> That's my, I'll say that's my answer to the question. Like, for real. That's so true, Chris. I like I thought like if I had some of these accomplishments under my belt, they used like, you know what? I don't need nothing else. I'll be good. I feel accomplished. I finally have those things that, you know, I always desire. And when you get right. these things, it's like you basically about to chase the next high. Okay, this accomplished. Exactly. What's the next thing? Can exactly. I do? And like you said, you're trying to feel something that's missing internally with something that only God can feel. So it's like you mm -hmm. can get all of these things that you want, but you're still you're still never going to be satisfied until you are truly content and you just rest in the Lord. And honestly, when you rest in the Lord, that means you're trusting the Lord. He may not give you the things yes. that you want, but his will yes. be done in your life. And you would rather have his will be done in your life than your own personal. Ooh. What we think we want, what we think we desire, we just thinking those are not factual. <laughs> so it's just like, you just got to rest and just trust God and his sovereignty. Um, That's over your life because he's the only one that goes before you and he knows the future. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather trust him than anything else than um my money my job my just anything other than god really that's be that will be considered an idol so you really spoke facts on that like it's totally facts, Chris. but no uh actually you said something and, and it just clicked to me um you you can look at two different people you can look at one person who truly like two people two people same circumstances grew up the same exact way same experiences but the only thing is one person trusts God with his life. The other person doesn't trust God and is trying to find different things. You will find a person who trusts God with their life at more peace, like you said, because yep. trust comes with rest. 
You know, like it's like saying, like you know, like when we're younger, like you trust your parents to follow through. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you rest in the confidence, like you know, I can have peace, like they're gonna follow through. But versus someone you may not know, you you you, you might not trust them, you know. But you, you and it, but naturally you're gonna kind of show feelings of like uncertainty, like you know, and what's gonna happen, or I, I, you 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 think of the worst. So it just comes back to just trust. Like, do we trust God? If, if as us as young people, we can trust God with our finances, our romance, our life, our, our career, our most important, our spiritual life, we will find more peace, less anxiety, less stress. Like, like you said, less chasing the high, less trying to have a performance-based mindset. And the best scripture to just point that is Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six. You know, trust the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not into thine own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that's a verse I'm still like every day, like, Lord, how do I, how do I, I finally come to figure out like how you really trust the Lord of all your heart. But like, it's like what you even said, like we trust God to work. Whatever God says he will do, he will do and we hold him to it, you know? And we don't, like you said, we don't try to do God's, <laughs> we don't, we don't do, we don't, we don't do, we don't try to do like God's will for him, you know, like, like the same thing, um, uh, uh, was it, uh, not Rachel, but uh, Re- Rebecca and Jacob. Oh, yeah. Re- God promised Rebecca, you know, that your son, Jacob's going to be the heir. Like, he's going to carry the seed. He's the younger is going to um, um, rule over the older. But at one point, she she tried to take things into her own hand. You know, she, like you said, she was trying to take control because she wasn't seeing things go the way she she was expected, but but if she really trusted in God, because God said that if this was going to happen, she could have been like, you know what, I might not, it doesn't look like it's going to happen the way I want to, but I just have to have faith it's going to come. Yeah. So the thing, I, I, you said trust, and then now I'm saying we got to have faith in, in, in yeah. this rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, you make, you make so many good points where I can just take something and have another conversation, so I'm having fun with this. But you also said that how we trust our parents to fall through and we trust our parents because, you know, we have an intimate relationship with them. Like we kind of, we know them already. So, you know, my mom and dad, they came through on this. Are they going to come through on this again? Because, you know, that's, I'm not sure how they care for me. I feel like this is the same thing with God. I feel like the more you build your intimate relationship with him, the more you can just be like, okay. And sometimes you got to remind yourself, I think you told me this before, you got to remind yourself, you know, of old testimonies in your life, how God came oh, through. Yeah. That's true. Like, you know what? If God did this before, I didn't tell you that, yeah. <laughs> come down, let me rest knowing that I don't have to do, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to do anything because faith without works is dead, but I'm saying you don't have to stress yourself trying to work 24-7. Sometimes, okay, let me just rest. And rest looks different for everyone. Um, but I'm saying just sometimes you just gotta, you know, let go and not always stress about the small things because that reminds me of Martha and Mary. Um, which was, was, was reading that was it was it Martha the one that was always working? Oh yeah, okay, so I was yeah. just reading that. <laughs> so Martha, she was you know, just working. You went to that. Yes, yeah. Martha. You can you can expand more on this because you know you I like your how you explain things biblically. So, you know, Martha, she was always working, just stressing that she wanted everything to be perfect for God, but she had Mary who was at his feet just talking to him. And that is how resting in God looks is being intimate with God, you know, actually knowing him. And the more you get to know someone, the more you trust them because you learn their character and you, you know, learn from evidence on what they do. But I know you looking like you want to just say something on this, though. <laughs> no, I, 
it's, it's crazy, you know, actually the Holy Spirit, like yesterday, led me to the scripture because that's the same thing as what everything we're discussing, the main thing, less, um, less striving, more resting, that is the same thing because Mary, she showed herself as less striving. She was doing more resting. Martha, on the hand, was more striving, less resting. And it's just, you know, just... I just I went straight to the the scripture because I was on it yesterday. But this is Luke chapter ten verse, um, uh, Luke chapter Luke chapter ten verses thirty eight. Well, I was, I just started thirty nine, and Martha's like, you know, she came to the Lord saying, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she, basically just saying Jesus like you, you need to tell her to help me. And this is what he said. He said, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Christ said that you're troubled about many things. So a lot of us are, like you said, actually, a lot of us are like Martha. We're, we're constantly trying to work, work. And, and, and Christ is right there in our presence saying, will you not spend time with me? Do you see me here? Do you, do you see that I can give you that rest that you're looking for? You know, we're worried about the many things of life, the many issues of life. So instead of us keeping our, 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 our mind on Christ who's in front of us, we're trying to work and do things for the Lord sometimes too, as believers, we're trying to also serve God, do this and that to fill in that missing relationship aspect. But uh, verse uh, verse 42, but he said this, but one thing is needful and Mary have chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from. So the thing was, Christ was not saying like what she was doing was wrong. But he, she, he basically was saying what she chose was needful, what was necessary which is resting or more point spending time with God. And I'm not saying we're just in our Bibles all day and we're neglecting our uh, daily responsibilities, but it is resting in God. And of course, allowing that, you know, that rest to help us to navigate the daily affairs. Basically in that scripture is just saying, putting God first, spending time with him and making sure our relationship with him, with, with him is first rest in his feet and of course the other things will be taken care of because obviously you know and that's he was basically saying in that verse was that stuff can be taken care of later i'm here right now oh, yeah. you know that stuff can be taken care of later so i love what you just mentioned you know uh biblically we can either be martha you know trying to work our way into uh christ satisfaction which we will never be and we'll be asking god like you know what, what's going on like why is such and such you know, we will start having these questions and we'll start basically unsatisfied. Martha was just unsatisfied and happy. But Mary, which the Bible says, chose the needful thing, the, the, the good thing, as Christ said, which will not be taken away from. So that means that the rest that we get from the Lord will not be taken from us because we have, like you said, we have the intimacy with God. You know, even though the trial and trial can come, that will not be taken away from us. So, man, I'm just. That was powerful. I, I didn't even, I, I, Holy Spirit is moving because I'm telling you, I was just, yeah. I, I said, I'm good. I want to talk about this. So, wow. Ooh. Yeah, you can't work for your salvation. It's, it's, it's already a gift. And we, as believers, we have to learn how to accept that and really embrace that. So now that we have like spoken on, you know, what's the root of it and how we can overcome it. For you, Chris, what does I know that you can be busy a lot planning events, saying you know doing um everything else that's that that you have going on with your life. But how do you rest in your own personal life? Like how do you rest in God? Because I know it can look Amen. different. Praise God. Um, yeah. So actually, I, I just think of Genesis chapter two, verses two through three. You know, because God is our example. You know, and um, 
you know, God laid it, you know, God laid a perfect example for us in how we should, you know, go about resting in the Lord spiritually and of course physically. But I think of Genesis chapter two verses. I can just start on verses two through three, two through three, and it says, "And on the seventh day, God ended His work, which was creation, and um, which He made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made. And God blessed the seventh day." And sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God had created and made. So I always go back to the scripture when I think of spiritual rest, godly rest, physical rest, because if God God doesn't need any rest, he's God. God is infinitely, you know, energetic, you know, infinitely working. You know, he doesn't need to take a break. But he did this in order for us, of course, to realize that we, like you said, it all comes back. We have to rest in the Lord. Because imagine if there wasn't no seven day where, you know, he's blessed the seven day and we and he's he's resting. We won't be able to. We'll, we'll just keep working nonstop, you know. And the thing about it is we won't have a chance or a time to even think about like, you know what? Let me take one day out of the week to reflect on my walk with God, to rest that he's done it all. He's done it all on the cross. There's nothing I can do. My efforts, my achievements cannot save me. Like you said, we're not, you know, it prevents that mindset. I'm saved by my works. And it, it, it puts and encourages that I'm saved by simply rest in Christ and his works. So for me, you know, I, you know, I observe, you know, the biblical Sabbath, um, the seventh day. And I always on that day, I try to, I always put all my things like, uh, you know, worldly things, everything in mind, thought, and deed aside and just rest in my relationship with God. And, you know, at least in that day, I always try to get my word daily. I'm always in my word, but at least in that day, I'm always just thinking of how God has been grateful and, and, and faithful to me. And I'm not always perfect with it, you know, because sometimes, you know, obviously it's things, you know, can happen, but um, busyness in terms of things at church. But this always helps me like point back to my you know, more important is God who's saved me. Like you said, it's, it's not what I do that earns my right and passage to the heavenly kingdom, but it's God's grace and mercy that no man shall boast, but they better boast on Christ. You know, so Paul said, so that I think of, and um, of course, with all that's going on in my life, like Jesus, Jesus, like Christ, Christ's example was that he will always wake up early in the morning before sun, sunrise and with communion with the father. You know, because he knew that in order for him to fulfill the work he had made, he had to be one with the Father. He talks a lot about that in John chapter 17. Uh, it's his success was his oneness with God. And he realized that, like, the only way to have oneness with God is intentional time. So I always try to make sure in the morning I'm always in my word. I'm praying. I'm praying for others. I'm digesting the word. Um, I'm also getting physical rest. I'm getting good night's rest. Also, like, Actually, I know we talked about this before, but even uh, establishing boundaries, because sometimes, you know, people might see you as this very accessible person. Like, actually, I know sometimes people can see you as that myself, but even establishing boundaries, even Christ, he knew how to establish boundaries. Like, the times where, like, he would sometimes just withdraw from the people and just go to a quiet place, not having anyone, like, hey, like, Jesus kind of talked to you, you know. So mm -hmm. these are some of the things I do, but it's just it's a spiritual recharge, also physical recharge, and also mental recharge. Because at the end of the day, we're human. We only we only have a finite capacity, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, to do such things. And we always hear it like, uh, you can't give what you don't have. If you're tired, you're restless, you're spiritually whatever, you can't give what you don't have. 
you know, an uh, what is an empty cup? Um, I was just thinking what about they say, Ashley, an empty. Yeah, oh, I, I forgot the saying, but when you were saying, I was I was thinking of that quote, but the quote is not coming to yeah. me. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think that's how I said. You can't pour from an empty cup, and, and that's true. So um, that's how I always try to maintain. And um, by God's grace, um, I'm not no, I'm nowhere near perfect, but I've but I've definitely like, you know, prevented a lot of burnout compared to the past. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I um I can definitely relate uh, to that um, because I know that. Let me see. Maybe I think my first, my beginning. Well, you know, this is my fourth. This is gonna be my fourth year teaching. So I'll say like my second year of teaching. <laughs> I was like so burned out because I'll. And the thing is, when it comes to saying no, when it comes to getting rest in God, you gotta know how to say no to some things. I'm more. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm more of a people pleaser. I don't like confrontation. I don't <laughs> like conflict. I'm more like a peaceful person. I don't like confrontation. So to avoid conflict, to avoid anything negative to happen, sometimes I'll just say yes. Or just, you know, try to accommodate everyone to make sure everyone is okay. But during that time, I was taking on a lot, barely took off days because I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to make sure everyone was good and everything. But it took a toll on me where I was like burned out physically. Like I was driving somewhere, just like a wave of sleepiness just came over. But to me, it felt spiritual. It was like whatever was happening in the spiritual realm, it's like the enemy done, knocked me out, they done. <laughs> transfer to the physical because it's like where did that wave of tiredness just come from but that following year I just decided you know I'm gonna have boundaries and I'm going to know when to say yes I'm gonna say yes to things I need to say yes to I'm saying no to things I don't have time for um and I'm right. want to make sure I, I do my job correctly um because I do believe in that if you're gonna do something do it correctly um and I'm, but I'm also going to make sure I take out time for myself so when I started to not sign up for every, not sign up for everything, but when I didn't, when I didn't say yes to everything, I took off days sometimes and just relaxed and did not do anything. Um, when it was, it was times I didn't know how I was going to get something done. I just prayed to God, said, God, I pray a miracle to be happy. And when, again, mm -hmm. when I surrender, I just, you know, prioritize self-care. I feel like everything was just, I felt at peace. I felt a joy that I could mm -hmm. not, I couldn't comprehend versus me just saying yes to everything, overworking, thinking that, you know, I had to rely on my own strength to make sure everything went as planned because I feel like if I didn't right. plan certain things, if I didn't, you know, if I took an off day, everything was going to go crazy. But when I decided to just, you know, go with the flow and trust God, everything worked out. And I felt, I felt recharged. And I felt like I could, like you said, I felt like I could, you know, do my job with way more energy than I could have if I did not you know so right yeah. so it was it was it's really beneficial to you know just rest in God and everything so it's a lot of benefits that come with that but again resting looks different for everyone it could be singing dancing art walking working out whichever thing that puts your mind at ease and where you can spend time with God um as long as you're getting it done and you're not beating yourself up by hustling every every second of the day, you know, just know how to just, you know, relax and go with the flow of the life. Yeah. Wow. Praise God. I mean, um, yeah, actually, I think, um, I love what you said, because you said really practical things, especially even for me, I, I, I've been a known ple people pleaser most of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think sometimes in your head, you don't want to let 
in your head, you're like, I don't want to let this person down. If you, say, if you say no, you kind of feel like a bad person. You feel selfish. You feel like, you know, um, and sometimes you can try to justify your head. Like, well, I'm not, I can, I can, I can help them. I don't, I don't see why I can't, yeah. you know, why should I say no? You yeah. have the emotional capacity, you have the mental, you have the time, you have the resources. But like you said, um, it's, it's not selfish in, just prioritizing no, because at the end of the day, like if we're really rested in Christ, we have to understand that we're only one person. We're finite human beings. We we're not Christ. We can't go out there and you know and 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 reach the whole world. We can only do what God allowed us to do, and we have to just trust, like you said, trust God, rest in God that He will take care of the rest. You know, because sometimes you know for us, we have a burden for souls. We want souls to come to know God. You know, and we can only do so much in our human uh, in our human limit. But we have to really trust God with the rest, you know, uh, whether it's our family, our friends or whatever. And I just love you just made it very practical. Um, as you say, you can find yourself having more energy um, after your second year of uh, teaching. And, you know, um, but that's that's how Christ was. Christ established boundaries. He was like, I'm not gonna let y'all overrun me to, to the grave. You know, y'all people, you know, he knew how to put the mute button sometimes. So, wow. But, <laughs> exactly. man, Yep. So now that we, um, we, I think we covered everything when it comes to resting in God, but uh, before we end um, this conversation, it's a really good conversation at that. Um, do you have anything else you want to say, or do you want to give any final um, suggestions or insights on people who are listening, who may not, they still don't really know how to rest in God. How can they get started or, you know, just what advice do you have for them all together? Amen. Definitely. Um, I said probably the best thing is just simply for, for anyone who's listening out there, definitely just 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 starting with um, taking a season of just praying and fasting. You know, because um, the thing I I, I know actually I shared uh, this to you, but I think of Matthew four where Jesus took time to go in the wilderness because he, he he had to go through this experience because after that he was gonna you know really start his um, his his ministry, his earthly ministry. Of course, he was baptized by John the Baptist, but after that, he went to the wilderness. But with him taking that time to really pray and fast and communion with God, it really strengthened him spiritually, you know, and it helped him to trust in God. Whenever those future trials came, he was able to trust in God, you know, and he was, and, and, and it showed at the end of the fast when uh, uh, when Satan tempted him, he simply kept recording, it is written, it is written, it is written. So it was it showed that he was triumphant. Whatever the trials and temptations came, he was triumphant. He knew how to react because he, he spent time with God the Father. And it's the same way with us. So for whoever's listening, take some time to really you don't have to pray, you don't have to pray and fast 40 days, 40 nights, maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks can be due. It could be something, you know, you can fast from some things that you know, you like to do a lot. It could be from food. What, you know, whatever you find that sometimes takes a lot of your attention away from God, do that. And I guarantee you'll find yourself naturally resting in Christ more and more. So when problems and trials and issues come that sometimes can feel insurmountable or overwhelming or um, unbearable, you're able to give it to the hand of God more easily, more readily versus you having that current state of just like, well, I'm going to just try to like, I'm going to find a way out. Like we always have that mindset. I'm going to find a way to get through this, you know, without inserting God. So um, praying and fasting, uh, if you can't really fast, maybe through some health or some other concerns, just uh, a season of prayer, a season of solitude. Look, 
not solitude, but a season of prayer and just, you know, a one-on-one time with God uh, will do a lot more um, good for your spiritual life. So, yeah. I like that. And I like you basically, so everyone, if you really just pay attention, he was really putting emphasis on fasting. Um, I know you told me that the last conversation that we had on the phones, um, the importance of fasting. Um, and my fiance, he is really big on fasting. So I see how it affects his life as well. So, you know, um, if, and like he said, you don't have to fast 40 days or 40 nights, but just anything, um, just anything that, like he said, it takes away um, your attention from Christ, whether that's you can fast on social media, maybe your phone, just anything. So um, what Chris just said, holds a lot of weight so really fast and when you fast you also being intimate with God so you're prioritizing um get into your word and really just speaking with God and having that personal relationship and like he said once you do that consistently then resting the guy it comes um it comes naturally you know so yeah so I really appreciate everything that you said Chris like I said you are very wise and before I leave I really want I never got a chance to ask you this before so you are very young but you've always been mature I know in high school you still you like the way you carry yourself you still carry yourself like you had a mission to accomplish so I want to ask you this when did you start getting into Christ I know this is so way off topic but I just want to know like no no it's all right yeah you're right so um you know actually God knows he, he you know God is a very intentional God, you know, he will always find ways to draw us to him. And a lot of times it's in seasons of trial and uh, just trials and tribulations. You know, I was in college, you know, uh, at that time I was like, man, I kind of want to live my best life. I want to go out there and, you know, talk to the ladies and, you know, kind of already get into that kind of stuff, you know, but I always found doors just being closed, like, you know, or me trying to open doors and they won't open, you know, and I just remember just being a season like isolation where I'm just coming home like, man, like I only have like maybe two friends a month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Literally, like, you know, and I just said, man, Lord, I just really want like, just some friends, some, just some godly friends or something, just something, you know, I just want a community. And it was crazy. Like he led me to some people, you know, on, on campus at Georgia State and they introduced me. Well, I, I was, I mean, of course I knew Christ and stuff, but I, this is my first time actually like having a very intentional walk with God. Cause I, I see how they were so serious about God. Like, man, these guys are like Jesus freaks or something, some, you know, whatever. And I started, you know, slowly taking my walk and step and stuff in college. And over time, like God would, you know, read and study and pray more, um, realizing that, you know, um, actually the best life is just having a very focused life. You know, um, I didn't have to get into the party and all that other kind of stuff to feel satisfied. Um, but then since then, I just started to just keep reading, studying, praying, being a more godly community, serving God on campus through different organizations like Adventist Christian Fellowship. Um, and I was there at the other one. I forgot the name. But slowly and surely, God was just putting me in more positions to know him personally and also to serve him in a more uh, personal level. And of course, and it grew and expanded. And, that kind of stuff. But I, I, I just saw it like God, you know, sometimes he has to put you in seasons of um, trial and tribulation to help for us to hear his voice. You know, a lot of times we don't hear his voice because we're caught up with the, the things of the world, the the, the, the flashy stuff and the, all the other kind of stuff. So God has to allow some sometimes some lonely, lonely things or bad things to happen. So we can be like, man, you know what? I think God I need to just go back. I need to go back to God. I need to go to God, you know? So that's what happened. And Long story short, very long story, but um, I'm here just only by God's grace. You know, none of my own strength. I, I didn't do anything, but just God is really steering. And yeah. 
Wow. You know what, Chris? I thought you would like um, being like this. So you started in college. I thought it was from high school for some reason, but that's so interesting. That's that's very interesting. <laughs> I, I knew how to put on masks and stuff, you know, so. Yeah, no, I think we yeah. all, yeah, we all can master that, but you know, God will get us where we need to be. And that's crazy how, you know, because just like me, I started my, per- I'm not always been a Christian, but I started my personal right. tense one in college when you, you know. College. When yeah, I know you told me that. Yeah, sometimes you gotta go through those trials, and through those trials, that's where you find your calling and your purpose. So, wow, that's really interesting, Chris. Um, well, I don't want to hold you up, and of course, I would love to invite you again just to have you know good conversations because ideas we bouncing off of each other. So, everyone, this was Chris Magaka again. He is um an Atlanta Christian event planner, so if he has anything, and I will tag um him onto this preview video that I will post on my instagram i will uh, tag him so you guys follow him and just follow, if you are in the atlanta area just come out and support and you know just meet godly friends like he is because we can't do this alone you know so alone yes yes so, uh, thank you yep and that is it everyone so everyone have a blessed day and have a good night all right well have a good night